0: Log Talk Radio.
1: We still have some things that we're dealing with as far as law talk and um, them charging us um, to call from our cell phones. But Minister Sylvia uh, has been our ram in the bush this morning. I'll tell you what she did. So you know that uh, you can call in on your landline and there's not the toll at this time. And so Minister Sylvia called in and started up the broadcast um, via her landline, and I'm so grateful for that as I work with or continue to work with blog Talk to find out if there's um, other avenues. I believe there is. I believe there's an avenue where I can do it um, via my laptop, but I have to um, like I say, work with them to see how to Um, Do that So I'm so grateful That Minister Sylvia um, Willingly um, Called in um, Because she could have been like Well I don't want To get up and use my landline Because a lot of times When we're doing our ministries We're doing them in And with convenience um, If you're doing it on the cell phone You can do it anywhere But usually if you're using a landline you got to do it um, from a certain room Or bring that phone to the room So just want to say to Minister Sylvia Thank you so much For your um, Diligence and your Loyalty to the call And that call is for a call Of spreading the gospel Of Jesus Christ To the north, the south, the east And the west uh, Just wanted to see if Minister Sylvia Would be willing to Pray for us this morning um, before I get into what God has given me.
2: Good morning, everyone. Thank you all for tuning in. As we go to the throne of God this morning, God, we ask you today to forgive us of every sin, God, as we open our hearts and our eyes and our mind to receive your word, God. We just ask you to let your word fall. Every place it needs to fall for deliverance, for healing, and for a broken ground of the heart to just open it up, God. God, we don't know what to pray for today. We don't know how to pray for today. We just know we pray that your will be done in our lives on today. God, we just ask you to take every vehicle that's being driven as they listen to this program, every house that's been open that's listening to this program. Everyone that listened, God, we just ask you to open up their understanding to receive what is being said. God, we ask you for those that need strong meat to receive it and for those that need strong milk to receive the word on today. God, we ask you to bless every minister that's associated and through Eon Shopping Iron. We ask you to bless their homes. Bless their bodies, God, and even keep their mind in perfect peace. God, we just ask you to do what only you could do for this ministry, for these people, for this assignment. God, have your way. In Jesus' name,
1: amen. Amen, amen, amen. Um, The message on today is in alignment with Minister Sylvia's prayer. Because it's not going to be milk. It's not going to be puree. It's not only going to be strong meat, but you're going to need teeth to chew it and to digest it. Um, So those that are here today or listening in the archives know that uh, many will try to not hear it and say that they were busy today. And many will try to do whatever, but I accept what God allows. So before I get into the question for the audience about are you really pliable and do you really accept what God allows, this is part three. And do you keep your eyes on God? When you are between good, bad, and indifference at the same time. Because, see, I need for you to remember that there is a fight between good and evil. The enemy of our soul does not want to be alone in the lake of fire. So, therefore, whether that fight that you're fighting, Is natural, spiritual, or both. Know that we still win in the end, especially when we're on the side of God. So I'm going to ask this question, and then I'm going to give some biblical references and then see who's um, ready to share. Have you ever had a flood of good and evil? trying to overtake you or overwhelm you at the same time. And it made you feel like Daniel 10, 13 through 21, when the prince of the king of Persia withstood him for days, for one and twenty days. And at the same time that he was trying to hold up the blessing, he had to be strengthened by God. Or 2 Kings 6, 15-23. When the servant of God risen and he saw that the city had been encompassed, it had been surrounded by horses and chariots. And he ran in to tell Elijah And Elijah prayed That God would uh, see the full horses and chariots Of fire that surrounded them And Elijah didn't fear For he knew that they had been led by Samaria And that when his eyes became open, that God would make sure that that band that came from Syria was no more. Or Psalms 118, when God wanted his people to know that he never quits. No matter what's going on around you, God's going to push you. It doesn't mean that you won't be afraid while he's pushing you. But he's teaching you how to still take refuge in him because God never quits. He's teaching you that he is your strength. He is your salvation. And that when he sings, when he shouts, the enemy that's coming in against you you're going to still be victorious. And then, lastly, Ecclesiastes, the ninth chapter, wants to remind us that although we could have worldly wisdom, whether you're a good person or a bad person, some of the things in life, such as death, will be experienced by all, calamities in life will be experienced by all. Um, Quick little flashback. The way our sister died and the way she loved the Lord would make some people question their salvation the way um, a lady years ago, an elderly lady was stabbed and stabbed and stabbed by a young girl um, breaking into her home, and she was reciting the prayer in Matthew the whole time, a woman of God. How our cousin, who loved the Lord, was killed by her own husband, but she was still blessed. My sister, she was still blessed. So I've given you scripture references to show you how even the people of God can have good and evil overtaking them at the same time. But my question to you is have you ever had a time, or you may have had many times, that God was blessing you from the left and the right, and the enemy of our soul was attacking you. Maybe at the same time, or maybe just a little bit, but God may have been blessing you 90%, but all you could see was the 10% the enemy was doing, or the 50%. I just want you to share um, before I get into the rest of the scriptures about our pliability. Have you ever had that happen? And if you have, can you encourage the listeners on today to let them know how and what you did when you were surrounded, just like Daniel, just like in the Book of Kings, just like in Ecclesiastes, just like in Psalms, but you kept your eyes on a never-quitting God, the lines are open. I'm going to give you uh, an example. I had um, went to work um, and I was came back from work and everything was good. But when I went out to my car that took me all the way to Chicago and all the way back, With no problem, no incident. I went to it and my back tire was on a flat flat. Not just a flat, but a flat flat. I called for AAA to come and help me. And basically they said they were on their way, but they really never came. And so I drove the car up out of the garage to the street so that they wouldn't have an excuse of why they couldn't come and um, rescue me, help me with the flat. Because in my younger days, I could have just did it myself, but because of back and neck, et cetera, issues, um, that's why I have AAA. At the same time, I was being once again um, offered various uh, positions and um, the school that I'm uh, attending to finish, uh, some things I'm working on. I had all of this good stuff happening. I had my um, sister, uh, Minister Sylvia, who was concerned about me, you know, talking to me the whole time because she just wanted to make sure that I was safe. And so as I concentrated on the fact that my sister loved me so much that she was, you know, had other things going on, but she was like, no, I'm going to talk to you until the AAA people get there. And then all of a sudden the policeman came and um, he saw me with my flashers on, and so then he was in front of me to protect me. And then all of a sudden when the AAA man came, he was prior service. We were both in the military, and we started talking about it, and we were talking about some of the things that we had in common, although he was a mechanic and I was a nurse when I was in the military. We had so much in common, talking about the sleeping on the racks and going to war and things of that sort. And so although I was in the midst of I was so tired, Hmm, I can't tell you how tired I was. I had been up since. Um, four in the morning, and I had worked. That was, it was like a, a really hard day that day. It was just busy, 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 busy. And we're 7, 8 o'clock at night, and I'm still not home. I, I still haven't really sat down and had anything to drink or eat. In. And my body is in pain because I don't usually take pain medicine or uh, different medicines. To relax my muscles or things like that when I'm going to work because they make me sleepy. And so, as I'm dealing with that, God reminded me, I took you all the way to the Midwest and back. I didn't let anything happen to you. You could have had this flat on the road, on the road where the many people are on there looking for a victim or. They're practicing racism and things of that sort. So God allowed me to see that although I was tired and although my body was in a lot of pain, not only did he send my sister, he sent a policeman. And the AAA guy that came to rescue me was just prior military, and he gave me a sense of ease. And not only that, God reminded me he said I know Part of your frustration And your fatigue Is the fact that you were supposed to retire On the 31st He said but remember what you said To me You told me if Your will God And your plans for me Change At any moment in my life Or if someone prays At any moment in my life and I need to do something in alignment with what you need me to do for them, my answer is still yes. You don't have to reveal it to me in advance, although I would like that. If you need for me to stay longer, I'll do it. So I'm still here when I was supposed to, as far as my plans, again, I said my plans, that I thought God was good with, Um to be back in the Midwest, but he's setting me up for not only a promotion, he's setting me up for a lesson, not just in charity, but a lesson in pliability. Are you flexible enough that if I told you yes, and now I'm saying hold on just a little bit longer because I need you to Help somebody that just prayed, what will you do for me so again, are you really pliable? So what would happen if a person that you trusted lied on you? What would happen if a person that you trusted used you as their scapegoat as their excuse? Or not obeying God, would you still be pliable? Would you still keep your eyes and your focus on God? Or would the pride in you or your uh, human reputation trigger you to, so, well, now you're so angry at them and you're so angry at what happened? until you're taking your eyes off God. I didn't say that the person did not use you or lie on you because they did. See, I'm talking about the natural things in life that we don't necessarily always speak on and teach on. What about if when you went out, And the external pressures of day-to-day life seemed like they were coming at you from the left and the right. People were rude. They were, uh, as they say, mean-mugging you for no reason at all. You're like, I don't even know that person. Why are they looking at me like that? Well, I had went out and people were mean-mugging me and cutting in front of me and then looking at me and cussing at me when I was obeying the rules of the world, road while they were trying to be those aggressive drivers. And so I'm like, God, I, I feel my flesh trying to get irritable. I feel my flesh trying to rise up, I feel my flesh wanting me to become testy because of these people being dismissive Of the rules of the road Help me God Not to take my eyes Off the road And help me not take my eyes Off you I had to be honest with God And let him know God What is going on here And he kept saying Keep your focus On me Because see even the little things they build up and they build up because it was one day. And it seemed like within those few hours, people were cutting me off on the road constantly. And people were mean-mugging me constantly. And I was like, okay, God, what, what's going on? I, I, I thought I was minding my own business and doing whatever, but it was like a demonic attack. And I said, okay, God, for no reason, perfect strangers appear to be coming after me. Demonic type things on my job appear to be happening. While I'm on the road, these things are happening. Hearing God say, keep your eyes on me. I said, God, I know that you're molding me in patience. I know that you're molding me and having a place of peace in you. I know that you're molding me and leaning not to my own understanding, but in all my ways acknowledging you, even when I don't understand the spiritual or natural warfare that I'm experiencing. I understand that it may seem like things are coming against my finances and the enemy is trying to make me fear this or fear that, I know that there are being demands on my life and on the ministry and and, and on my son and my cousins and my uh, um, uh, sisters. And, and I know that at the same time uh, I'm having these health issues. I know at the same time you're progressing me from one place to another. I know that at the same time you're offering me promotions and at the same time you're offering me other things. God, I understand that this stuff that is going on is because it wants me to concentrate on it instead of all of the good things that you're doing. God, I understand that you gave me a message these past weeks that said, are you really pliable? Are you still pliable? Which is being flexible. Are you keeping your eyes and your focus on God? God, I even heard a confirmation of the message from Prophet Antoine that was talking about keeping our eyes and our focus on you, God. But see, one of the things that you have me concentrating on is that while you're saying keep my eyes on you, I'm being surrounded by good and evil at the same time. So whether I was looking at Daniel or whether I was looking at King, the book of Kings, or whether I was looking at Ecclesiastes, or Psalms 118 that talked about how we needed to trust you, God, I understand that this is a test. I understand that Romans eight fourteen through 39 talks about how we have to stay in the spirit and how we have to know that we're going to suffer some things. And just because you say don't mean you're not going to suffer some things. Just because you're a man and woman of God does not mean you're not going to have some weaknesses and some health issues and some financial issues and this or that. But we have to remember that we're more than conquerors. We also have to remember that just like uh, Daniel, when we read that earlier, it was talking about how there was a blessing on the way. But the demonic forces were there to try to block it, to delay it. And at that same time, you're going to be learning a lesson. We don't always want to talk about the hardships, the persecutions, the things that we endure just because we're in this world. We're thinking, oh, no, 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 I'm not going to get a flat flat. I'm not going to, nobody's going to get mean, mug me. Nobody's going to do all of these manner of evil things. Because I'm a Christian. But the word reminds us the same way it happens to the unsaved, it happens to us. But the peace and the patience that we have as we endure the tests and the trials makes us and draws us closer to God because we're pliable, because we're flexible. Because we're keeping our eyes on God. Some people say, well, you're keeping your eyes on the prize. I'm keeping my eyes on God. Because even if someone says, well, what about they still haven't fixed your paperwork yet? You were supposed to retire on the 31st. Yes. But while I'm still here, I'm being a walking, living example to and for someone, because many people have said to me, Cecilia, I don't see how you're still being nice and patient and you're giving all of this good customer service while you're experiencing what you're experiencing. You've given too much time to the government and to our uh, society for them to be trying to treat you and Treat you out of what you deserve Well when I look at Jesus And I see how He endured the cross And he didn't deserve it When I look at John the Baptist And I see what he endured He didn't deserve it When I look at Elijah and Elijah They endured a lot of things but they didn't deserve it. When I look at Daniel, there's a lot of things that he endured, but he did not deserve it. So when you're in good company like that, I can look at my uh, uh, family members, whether it's Minister Margot or whether it's Minister Sylvia or whether it's Prophet Antoine or whether it's Pastor Servant Troy, um, Thomas, or whether it's even um, Dr. Wright or, or various people involved in the ministry and how they've endured some things. And on the outside, looking in, I'm saying, but God, they don't deserve that. But see, sometimes although we don't know the whole story, we forget that good and evil surrounds the believer and the non-believer So I had wrote on Facebook I said today I experienced Some very interesting things And I asked God What was that all about? I promise you people of God, I truly heard God say You told Pastor Linda That you heard her When she prayed He said you were the first partaker of that because the enemy heard you when you prayed. Not only did God let me know that he heard me, he let me know the enemy heard me. And he said, he brought this song to me that a lot of people um, recite when they're on their podcasts and they're on their Instagrams and TikTok. It goes, watch me, watch me, watch me, watch me. And I kept hearing the, the, that. No other part of the song, but watch me, watch me. And, and, and I kept hearing God. It was like he was saying, watch me, watch me, watch me, watch me. Keep your eyes on me. Listen for my voice. Watch me, watch me. For your latter shall be greater than your former. Watch me, watch me. In spite of what the enemy is doing, in spite of the people mean mugging you, both spiritually and naturally, watch me, watch me. In the midst of whatever's going on with you, watch me. Watch me. My God. Whether you have to praise me right in the middle of what's going on in your body, why you have to praise me right in the middle of what's going on with your finances, watch me. Watch me. My God. While the warfare going on around you may be large, small, or simple, or complex, watch me. Watch me. See, Revelation 12 talks to us about the wars going on. It talks to us about the war in heaven in the beginning when Satan was cast out and how it still continues in the wars on the earth and in the earth. So when Revelation 12 tells us about the wars, that are going on and that shall be, why are we expecting it not to be any wars? We are the remnant. We are those that God has uh, here during this time, during this season, to declare the kingdom of God, not just the physical kingdom of God, On this side of heaven But a transformation In our hearts, in our minds So that we can be more Christ-like Watch me, watch me My God So that we can know that all of this is going on In preparation for our time For eternity with God Watch me, watch me Not Cecilia, but watch God Because soon and very soon We're going to be with him to see his will continually, to see God do things his way continually, to see his actual thoughts in his very presence forever, see See, we ask God, God, show me your glory. But soon we're going to be with him in his glory, my God. So as we endure this good and this bad, know that God is perfecting those things that concern him. Aren't you glad that you concern God? Aren't you glad that you're important to God? I know, I know, I know. There's financial things going on I know, I know, I know There's things going on with your health I know, I know, I know You're having relationship issues I know, I know That person on your job, that person in the classroom I know There's even people in your family That you're having issues with But why? Why aren't we As Apostle Sandra would say Why aren't we praying The Hades out of them? See, we're always talking about I love, I love. No, 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 no. Some people, family, foe, or friends, they need your prayer. Prayers of the righteous develop much. Because when I said to Pastor Handy that I heard her when she prayed, when I was in a coma, that wasn't just something to say. I wanted her to know. I never had told her that fact that although I was in a coma, I heard her when she prayed. I heard her and my mother going to the throne of God on my behalf. When the doctors was coming in giving all types of negative reports and I was laying in a coma and I couldn't say to them uh, anything, every once in a while I may have jerked if they Poked my finger for some blood To check my blood glucose But I couldn't let them know That I heard every conversation That they had I heard uh, I I, I teased my sister Minister Sylvia uh, And they said oh she's going to be a vegetable You know I heard all of that But I heard Pastor Linda When she was praying I heard my mother when she was praying. I would fall off to sleep, although I was in a coma. I know you're thinking, well, you already sleep. No, but I would fall off to sleep at times where even in the state of a coma, I would not hear what was going on. But when I would wake and I was praying, yes, I was praying in agreement with whatever they were praying. Yes, while I was in a coma. Don't you know that there's people walking around in the state of a coma right now? They're sitting right next to you. They're in the same house you're in. They're on the same job you're on. They're in the same meeting you're in, but they're in a coma. They don't know what's going on. Because, see, we think, Oh, they're talking. They're all right. No, there's a lot of people in the state of a coma, and they've gotten their eyes, Oscar. They forgot what their mother and their fathers and the pastor and the teachers and the preachers taught them. There are some people that are so perplexed by the bad that's going on, until they're in a place of stupor, of a coma. There are some people so confused because they can't understand how they can have so much good and so much evil going on in their lives at the same time. But I would ask them to go to the Book of Death. I would ask them to go to Second Kings. I would ask them to go to Psalms 118. I would ask them to go to Revelations 12. I would ask them to go to Ecclesiastics and see about the times and the seasons. I would ask them just to go to Minister Margot, Minister Sylvia, Pastor Troy, Prophet Antoine, Doctor Wright, Minister Ron, Elder Tom. I would ask them to go to the person that they follow in ministry. And if they're honest, they will let them know. There's been many times in my life that I had evil and good going on at the same time. There's times where it took turns. Sometimes I was blessed, 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 and other times it was mess, mess, mess. But remember, the enemy of our soul wants you to be so perplexed, so frustrated for evil that you forget to praise God and give him all the glory for all of the great things he's done in your life. How many people went from no digits to four digits to five digits to six digits or even more in their finances? How many people overcame the boogeyman in their closet? How many people were able to go to school and come back even though you had to fight to get there and fight to get back, but you're where you are? How many people had to deal with the light skin, dark skin things? How many people had the demands on life that seemed like you wasn't going to make it, but not only did you make it out, you made it out in a victorious way? How many people are you walking, living epistles and tell people in your family and in your organizations that you're in, say, Minister Marco did this, Minister Sylvia did this, Minister Brandon did this, Pastor Troy did this, Prophet Antoine did this, this person and that person, they did this. How many of you thought that you would be in the background of ministry all your lives and God has now brought you to the front? How many of you have had health issue after health issue after health issue and you're still here but they took other people out because you still have something to do for God. How many of you have had house after house after house after apartment after apartment after apartment? I'm just talking about things right now, car after car, meal after meal. Don't you know there are some people that every time they get a meal, it's a fight, it's a struggle. They have to walk hundreds of miles to get the water, thousands of miles to get the food. They have to count on someone dropping stuff in from airplanes and helicopters. How many of you, not just in third world countries, right here in America, how many people right now are suffering from the lack of electricity which they thought they would never have that problem, not because of snow. They live in places that are always warm. How many people have died from earthquakes, but others have lived? Hmm. How many people know that you can get a prayer through? My God, my God. How many people know that you are an overcomer? Yes, 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 yes. How many people know that you are more than a, not just a conqueror, but you're an overcomer? Wow. How many people know that even if you are dealing with a bat or a bout or a a thing of depression or, or, or various psychological issues, that you still come out on the other side, which is all right? How many people are uh, uh, having nervous breakdowns about things that you've prayed about and God helped you make it through? How many people have suffered and done long suffering and they're in a coma, they're in insane asylums. they're, uh, and homes. But God has brought you through over and over and over again. So not only does God want you to know that you're pliable, He wants you to know that you're always accepting what He allows. And even when all of the good overtakes you and you just are so grateful, so grateful, don't know how to take it. You're feeling so overwhelmed that you're in tears of joy. That same God is there for you when it seems like evil is all around you. And whether you're looking to your left or to your right, God is still there. Or you're in a place of you're dealing with people with indifference. They're oblivious to everything. You can trust God. He's still there. And he can trust you because you're still there. That's all I have. I'm going to turn the uh, program back over to um minister Margot or Minister Sylvia if you're available. I know Minister Margot is um, uh recovering and I love how God is using her testimony. Um, to show us about um, the pliability of a saint of God, of a man or woman of God, when your health and various things are challenging you. And then also how he's using Minister Sylvia to show the pliability of, okay, I've been doing the broadcast and this or that, and now God is saying podcast how he takes you and he pro- promotes you and tells you, I want more. Even in here, your, as you're getting older, he wants more. <laughs> Praise, God, God. You. Praise God. Praise God. So I turn it over to you. Well, before Minister uh,
0: Sylvia ends our program, this is Minister Margaret, i just like to say I listened to, enjoyed, and, and got a lot out of today's word and knowing that uh, God is with us, no matter what we go through, no matter what we experience, we know he is with us because he told us in his word, he would never leave us or forsake us. When I think specifically about the topic on today, Uh, the verse that is part of the YouVersion app, which is a daily app that I read and listen to. Today's verse comes from Romans 12 and 21. And the New International Version reads, do not be overcome by evil. So as Apostle Lech was saying, You can have so much going on in your life. But the important thing is to know your job is to overcome. Your job is to do good. No matter what, your job is to do good. And through God's grace, And through the power of the Holy Spirit, you can do just that. Those of us who believe God and trust him and love him and serve him can overcome evil with good. So as we go through this week, we can remember that we are more than conquerors. No matter what comes against us. God is with us, he's for us, and he has a plan for our lives. Be blessed, thanks to God.
1: Amen, amen. love you. Anyone else? Okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and give the announcements and remind everyone that our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 and 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, and all mm, 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 all these things shall be added unto us. And I thank God for his version of all. My God, that's a whole other message right there. And remember... When you call in on tomorrow, you're going to have the awesome, awesome privilege of it being our fourth Monday. And on the fourth Monday, Minister Sylvia, Elder Tony, and Minister Ron Montgomery is going to be on there. And they're going to be teaching about things dealing with family and and various things. I mean, every time, every time. Time there on the air It is definitely A, a, a rhema word And rhema moment So call in Iron Sharp and Iron At 8pm Central Standard Time 9pm Eastern Standard Time And here's a man and woman of God and, and Minister Sylvia Just share with us Like I said It's the fourth Monday Which is the last Monday of February And then the first Friday In March You can call in again for Let's Talk with Minister Sylvia or uh, Prophet Anton. You know, they have their nights that they're to speak, but they switch up all the time, or they may even have a guest. But I know that's going to be at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then if you call back in on the first Monday of March, I will be back on the air or whoever God has given me to uh, speak or whatever he wants me to do on that um, Sunday morning at 9.30 time in the morning and then 10.30 a.m. in the Eastern Standard Time. So I want to thank you for your prayers. I want to thank you for your support and all that you do. And I'm looking forward to even seeing what God's going to have um, minister Sylvia um, do and I have this one other um, cousin that has been contacting me about doing something as well and I mean she's so excited I mean if even if she's just a guest on the podcast um, just seeing and listening to the things that she's interested in doing it's just it's amazing remember God has no respective person age uh, anything, And he can expound us even when we're in our 90s or even when we're in our um, teens or preteens. So once again, I'm in. I want to thank everyone on the line, those of you who spoke and those of you who haven't spoken. Um, thank you. Remain pliable. Father God, we glorify you and we magnify you. Thank you for all that you did. We thank you for all that you said on today. We thank you for those that will listen to the message and the teaching and the words of encouragement in the archives. God, we thank you for your rhema word on today about not only remaining pliable, but knowing to keep our eyes on you because we're victorious. We're more than conquerors. We are overcomers because your word says so. And if your word says it, that settles it. So once again, Father, thank you. Bless Minister Margot that she will not only be whole, but she will be uh, healthy and that her testimony of the things that she has endured will be that will heal someone from the north to south, the east and the west for your glory, God. Thank you for every ministry gift connected to Smile 3E. Thank you, God, for being the head of all that we say and do and that you shall get the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. So until tomorrow when it's Iron, Shrubman, and Iron with Minister Sylvia, Elder Tony, and Minister Ron. Bye-bye.